Welcome back to Binging with Brandon. If you are still tuning in, I just want to let you know that I really appreciate you being here episode after episode. And if you're new here, then welcome. What we do here is we sit down, watch a movie, we eat a meal that ties into the movie, and then me and my special guest, whoever it is that week, break down the movie. We talk about the food, and we just try to have a good time. So before we talk about the movie that we're going to be watching, I just want to acknowledge again that the WGA, SAG-AFTRA, and the actors are currently striking. What they're striking for is fair compensation. Currently, actors do not receive fair compensation when it comes to streaming specifically. When it comes to streaming, they're not getting royalties. Think about like uh, music and how music celebrities get a percentage per stream currently there is no gauge on streams for streaming networks like netflix hulu disney plus Um, you can't go to those sites and see how many times something has been viewed and that information is also not available to uh, the actors uh, or the writers so with that being said they don't know what fair compensation would look like but they they can tell that it's not anywhere near what they were making when uh, network TV was the most prevalent thing that you could watch TV on. Um, The compensation that they were making then is nothing. What they're making now is nothing compared to what they were making then. Uh, And you got a, you got a broader audience now. So I think it's without, it goes without saying that, you know, they should be definitely making more money. And I also want to acknowledge that it's specifically the people like you and me that we do this type of thing when we can, but we still have to work. And a lot of these actors that you see, like it's it's not the Jennifer Aniston's or the Angelina Jolie's or Brad Pitt's that we're striking for. It's the the people that you see that's like the mom or the sister, or the the aunt that shows up in a couple of episodes in the series and, and not following the main cast. Um, it's the the janitor or the, the teacher that you see on the series. It's the background actors that you see on the series. These people are, they barely make, you know, what's required to get their insurance through SAG-AFTRA. So that's why they're striking. Also, when it comes to just entertainment in general, it's important to pay your entertainers because I know people say, well, that's what they they decided to do with their lives. Exactly. But we need it. We want that. Like if there was no entertainment, we would live a boring life. So I, I, I just, I definitely agree with everything that they're asking for. Additionally, um, coming back to background actors companies are fighting for background actors to be used once and what they're wanting to do is they're wanting to scan their full likeness so from head to toe scan facial features uh, a range of emotions and some of these companies have already done it without their consent they didn't realize what they were what they were scanning for but 
they are trying to get that broad range of emotion and, and that full body scan so they can use AI to put these people in the background of the movies and the shows and not have to pay them. A lot of background actors get their start as an actor, like big celebrities were background actors to begin with. If we don't have background actors, we don't have a, we don't have a future. We don't have few, they, there will be no future actors. I seen an interview that was talking about, um, I think it was like on a morning show. I wish I could, uh, remember which one it came from, but they were talking about how soon you could subscribe to a celebrity and, and build your own movie on their likeness. I talked about this on the last episode as well, but if you've, if you've seen the latest season of black mirror, you know, John is awful. The episode shows how wrong that could be and how many ways things could be if you could use someone's likeness and create your own, it may not align with the values of the person that's that face is being planted on whatever the Joe Schmo could come up with. You can use your imagination. But what they're what they're wanting to do with that AI is uh, pay the person for one day's of work, which equates to about two hundred dollars, and then they can use their likeness for all of eternity. And I just don't feel like that is something that any company should have the ability to do. But with that being said, moving forward, we will only be reviewing movies or TV shows that are being filmed by independent companies that currently have shown that they can meet the demands of the actors and the writers. And a lot of the big companies are saying what they need is unreasonable, but these independent companies have shown that they can meet the requirements without, you know, without losing revenue and without, you know, without having to make compromises or, or go against what they're asking for. So, we are only going to be doing that. I won't even be going to older movies like on the last episode, even though that is a 20-year-old movie. It still drives the listener, potentially drives the listener to the streaming network that the actors and the writers are currently on strike striking. So on today's episode, we will be watching The Inspection. The Inspection is a film from A24, and it's based on a true story. It's about a young gay black man who is rejected by his mother. He decides to join the Marines, and he ends up finding support in a new community that ends up changing his life forever. None of us have seen this movie, so we're all going into it blind. Um, We decided to go with this one because it is an A24 film, and A24 is currently not a company that is struck and it's independent and currently they are uh, supporting SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild in their demands so it is a safe film for us to cover. So I had an idea to start potentially 
telling you guys the ingredients and the process of cooking the food that we uh, eat on the podcast. If that's something that you think might be interesting, I'd love to hear the feedback. Message me about it on Instagram or Twitter and tell me what you think. Um, Or maybe even just kind of us in the kitchen, that whole process of just, you know, cooking the food because sometimes the conversations in the kitchen can be very interesting. But let me know what you think. It was not easy finding a meal to go with this movie because there's nothing online that I could find that mentions food in this movie in the same sentence. So I'm not sure if there is a particular meal that's eaten in this movie or a food that's mentioned that uh, we could have incorporated any better. But to give you a breakdown of why we chose what we chose today, this movie is about Marines. So when you think about our soldiers, you think about them coming home. And when you think about coming home, you think of just a nice home-cooked meal. So that's what we're doing today, a home-cooked meal. It's going to be a surf and turf. We're doing baked chicken. We're doing fried fish, a macaroni and cheese, and a broccoli casserole. All of it homemade, all of it from scratch. So it's going to be delicious. So today I have two very special guests with me. My good friends Ray and Savine are here to watch this uh, wonderful movie with us. Ray, how long have you guys been married? We've been married uh, three years. Yes, three Mm -hmm. years. January of this year. Together for four together for four and what does it feel like to be married compared to a relationship oh it feels more safe um you don't have that um looming feeling of are we gonna break up it's more final when you're married i feel like okay so a there's that definite feeling that you get from yes absolutely okay and i appreciate that a lot (laughs) so um we met at the same place you guys met right yes Mm -hmm. okay and so if you have any advice for marriage what would you what would you tell the listeners Mm. like the old people say never go to bed man never go to bed man (laughs) We never stay angry with each other. We always talk about whatever we're feeling, whether we're uncomfortable or irritated or frustrated about something. But yeah, we're never mad at each other for a long time. I love that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. So we just got finished watching um, the movie. The inspection. The inspection. Thank you, because I kept forgetting that. I kept, <laughs> I kept wanting to say uh, the invitation for some reason. Mm-hmm. Every time I that is a another movie. good movie. <laughs> it's a very good movie. Um, so 
and, and none of us have seen the movie, right? Mm-hmm. This was our, all of our first time. First time, yes. So before we talk about the movie, I like to ask everybody about the meal. What did y'all think? The meal was oh really God. good. So good. I really enjoyed the meal. The chicken was seasoned to perfection. Perfection. And I know you feel like you overcooked the mac and cheese, but it still had a really mm-hmm. good taste to it. So okay. it was pretty good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> doing the surf and turf is tough because yes, it is. Your protein is like the heart of your, you know, your meal. Mm. And if you mess up your protein, you don't it, have a meal. You don't have a meal, and so right. having two proteins was weird. But I'll tell you, um, being able to deep fry it in that pot, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that made the fish <laughs> great, and I was actually kind of um, intimidated by the perch because the fillets were thick. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very thick, but it went. It was perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it went well. It was perfect. Uh, macaroni and cheese was good. It had a good flavor, despite what the top looked like. <laughs> Yeah, it still looked good. Yeah, so, and honestly, you know. the the crunch was actually kind of good. I the appreciated the crunch. Yes, I the, li- the little the crunch, crunch yeah. cheese yeah. was actually kind of good. So, um, I, I mentioned earlier um, on the podcast, you know, why we chose the meal that we chose, and it's basically a home cooked meal because mm. it makes you feel like home. And good thing because watching the movie, it doesn't look like they really ate anything that no. I could have tied this to. So. In or like thing. he had a good home to go to. Right. 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 He would have lived. He would have loved this meal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that's why we did it. And just starting with the movie. So when, when this movie first started, we're introduced to the main character. And it looks like he's like in the subway of New York or something. Mm-hmm. Living Like you can tell he's obviously homeless. He's got a couple of friends and stuff like that. Yeah. He definitely looked like life has lived him, mm-hmm. and he's not living life. <laughs> yeah, I right. noticed that about him. Yes. And we're introduced um, to the fact that he's going to be going to the military, or mm-hmm. in his case, the the Marines. The Marines um, by his uh, he needed his birth certificate to get to his mom or he her, he went to his mom to get his birth certificate um and we're introduced to gabrielle union's character in this movie what do y'all think about her so character? let me just say because i was thinking this throughout the entire movie i do love gabrielle union but what i will say is that she has the tendency to play the same character in a lot of her movies however with this movie mm. i was very pleased that I seen something different from her mm-hmm. and she executed it very well. I, I will agree. Say. Yes, I, I, I definitely agree with that because like you said, you do see her like she's pretty much the same character. She's typecasted. Right. Right. But with this one, it was a different light and I really do like her. This light. I really want to play more dramatic roles like this. Yeah, I could see her doing some more stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And only so much of that can be attributed to the actor or the actress because, like anything, you you know, you interview for a job to get the job. Right. If your experience shows that you're good at this particular job, chances are it's going to be a lot easier for you to get into 
that particular job. Yes. You know? So I can only fault her so much for that. But um, I did listen to a podcast on Gabrielle Union, and I know that she's had an interesting relationship with LGBTQIA plus whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she had a friend in high school that came out to her as being gay. She didn't handle it very well. I know that she has a uh, stepchild mm-hmm. that is a trans, trans um, daughter. So, you know, I know that that had to be something that was kind of taxing on the mind to play, mm-hmm. given her relationship with gay people. So I I thought she portrayed it like exceptionally well, yes. given all of that. Yeah, I definitely thought about um, Zaya in this, mm-hmm. like like how would her reaction to seeing her stepmom play this type of role would have right. been? That'd be interesting to to hear to see, because yeah. I'm sure like like you said, it was taxing to try to pretend like you would disown a child for being gay when you have right. one at home. That it falls under the and she's been so vocal about right. gay rights. But I it's it's crazy because even though her character is very um, dismissive of her child's truth, authenticity, I wouldn't say that she disowned him. It was more so as she was very dismissive of mm-hmm. his reality, um, and kind of came across as disgusted with him yeah right more so than just i don't want nothing to do with you it's like you can be around but i'm gonna let you know i think you're disgusting yeah. that's what that's what came across the most for me yeah that's true i i, I was gonna yeah. say i agree um i think what was lacking is the why and mm-hmm. that's probably why um rotten tomatoes like they gave it an 88 mm-hmm. you know because we don't like know the history something of it, yeah. right. because they were saying you know it kind of lacked depth in that aspect mm-hmm. of why. And I feel like if we were to discover, uh, to discover uh, why or what happened, what right. was the point of um, her disgust, um, I think that would have added a lot of depth because I'm pretty sure there's some story connected to why she yes. was so mm-hmm. disgusted. Yeah, and you know what? I can really appreciate us not knowing what it was only because the the it, it takes a really great actor mm-hmm. to portray something and make the audience feel like there's something deeper to this mm-hmm. than you know yeah to be able to express that without ever letting us know what that is right it, that's that's Phenomenal acting, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, so many dimensions right. to her character. Exactly. Like, Without even having one? to go into yeah. the exactly. details. That's exactly. true. I thought it was crazy, too, that she played not only a role that kind of went against her pr- beliefs, but against her personality. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all know Gabrielle Union is beautiful skin, yes. beautiful hair, stylish all the time. You know, the queen of like swag, you know, yes. and all things modern, progressive thinking. Um, and her in this little apartment <laughs> with with the, her hair braided up and smoking these cigarettes. Mm. And I was just sitting to myself, I was like, oh my God, that's Gabrielle Union. Yeah. The whole time I was just like, that's Gabrielle Union yeah. acting yeah. like this. And I was very much impressed with, um, just 
just her emotional range and, and how she was able to channel this woman. Um, this I thought it was incredible. <laughs> I, yeah. This ideas. I wanted to say something. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Movies like this come out. I, I never knew about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read the awards, but there's, an, there's a list of awards that as long as my arm. Oh, wow. That this movie was nominated for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember when it um, was coming out. I did see the trailer and I did hear the buzz on social media and things like that because Jeremy Pope is a great up and coming actor and this was one of the movies I was like okay this is really good for him but to actually see it it was really a great movie it it really was a good movie I normally don't lean towards like army movies mm-hmm. but this this was a good deviation from what those typically are exactly yeah, it wasn't like a jarhead movie but right. It, right it definitely had a militarized theme yeah mm-hmm. and then it gives like a good um representation of that don't ask don't tell mm-hmm. um, policy in the army so it, it really gave you a glimpse into that which I don't remember ever seeing any representation mm-hmm. on television or movies um, but this was a good look into that yeah absolutely so once we you know we we are introduced to um, Gabrielle Union's character we're, we're then transitioned into his uh, his state like his his start into this whole journey mm-hmm. and we see how rough and tough it actually is and uh, all of us were joking while we're watching it like couldn't be me because right right it's intense it's very intense yes and and one thing that we noticed right away was his mannerisms were very effeminate so oh, yeah. it was just like there's no cutting around the fact that he's gay. Right. Like, that's something that we could tell right off the bat. Which I don't know his sexuality, the actor in real life, but Mm -hmm. he definitely portrayed that. Like, it came across on screen, which is one of those things that's really hard to tell, and I've struggled with that in life. Like, well, goddamn, how do people just always know I'm gay? What if I wanted to be DM? What if I wanted to mystery? <laughs> yes. Some of us cannot get away with yes. having mystery when it comes to our sexuality. It's right. Yeah, people there's know. no mystery. You know, I've noticed that too, like, especially working in my field, my job field, um, if I'm ever in a new environment, it takes people months. Yeah, months. I can see that. To realize that I'm gay and and it's so funny because I always said with me being gay that's more to do with me and my personal life as Mm. opposed to my life and uh the outside world that's a that's a that's a me thing Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm understanding that there's a lot of work to do Mm. with the dynamic of LGBTQ people and individuals who may not necessarily interact with LGBTQ people or openly LGBTQ people. Yeah. So it's just like, wow, you know, I saw a couple of things in there like uh, with his commanding officer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if this was a movie um, and I was in my mind trying to think of like who if if I could apply this movie to my life, mm-hmm. I would probably be that officer that was, you know, in the shower. Right. Like, like, these people know that I'm gay, and you know it. 
you know and so they're not saying anything but anytime there's a problem with you I'm the one that comes to right. comfort you. I'm the one that they send to come comfort you because there's something that they know. It's just you're so obviously gay. And then with me, there's a question because I don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm raising my hand for those who can't see. Um, <laughs> so I want to say this because when you when you look at it, you may think that the... Um, what is the uh, commanding officer? Commanding I don't know what officer. you would call him either. You would think that he was gay or queer or figuring things out, DL. You would think that. But honestly and truly, I do not believe that. Only mm-hmm. because when he said something about it, he was just like, there are going to be people of your kind here mm-hmm. they, they've been here before you they're going to come after you and i have mm-hmm. to i my job is to make a marine gay straight black white don't matter yeah he was like that he, um know. so i think he took it upon himself to really be that person for him knowing that he wouldn't have a lot of allies on this journey mm-hmm. so i don't necessarily think that he was gay i just think that he was really looking out for him right and we have to remember it's being told from his perspective mm-hmm. so the way he's perceiving all of these things happening he thinks he is gay and he's leading us as the viewer to believe to, right. that he is gay because he thinks he was at this time right which is why he ended up coming on to him and exactly stuff. Right. but it's just that this person is really gone out of his way to look out for me mm-hmm. maybe there is something there um and maybe he was wanting something to be there because i mean that's just natural to want to feel wanted by somebody mm-hmm. especially in this situation mm-hmm. where you you're being outcasted for being gay right so you're looking for that companionship so yeah but i don't personally believe that he was gay i just think he was really looking out for him yeah and then too he was young yes he was young. because i don't care i'm been in the showers <laughs> and I mean when my age or whatever you know you just you see people and you know if you're in the showers at the gym right. or, or the locker room or whatever but um, his immediate response he got turned on and it caused this whole mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. that was really for me like the turning point of oh wow these people will hurt him mm-hmm. it, prior to that I was like you know they're gonna make his life a living hell but when he couldn't help it right that was when it was like oh no yeah that kind of caught me by surprise that they reacted the way that they did over him getting a hard on in the, in the shower because it's just like it's natural it's I mean natural. it happens all the time and it's like these men are away from women mm-hmm. interaction mm-hmm. Any kind of romantic interaction, so they're not having sex, right? <laughs> so it's not it's not far fetched to believe to that they would get hard in the shower. That's not right. something to like, right. yeah. So when they reacted the way that they did, it was really like, really, stop it. And at that moment, I didn't really think that when it initially started, it was like, man, get out of here, type of shit. But it was when the leader got upset about the situation Ooh. that the mob mentality then ensued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody had to then put on their hyper-masculinity because yeah. the commander is upset. Don't get me started on that leader. Oh, yeah. Because he was messy. Messy. 
He was so messy. Tried to, huh? I oh, I get <laughs> I get I get the intent behind what he was doing. I just feel like his delivery. I feel like, Much which fire. just like you said, we don't know everything with the actor, and it, it's a great acting to make you think deeper. Mm-hmm. I think there was something deeper with him. I think yeah. he was. Mm-hmm. I potentially think he was actually gay, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is the only way you're gonna make it in this." I, I as if I'm hard, as hard on you as they was right. on me, right? Because if you look at the overall movie, towards the end of the movie, there was more of a understanding amongst mm-hmm. everyone. And it was more so like you're you're a part of my um my crew. So gay or straight. Right. We gotta fight for each other. You kinda had that mentality towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um so it made me feel like, okay, so all of that um tough treatment that they were giving him was it really to really make him a better marine mm-hmm. make make him understand that we're not going to go easy on you just because we know that you're gay um so it was different things that i was thinking as to why that kind of treatment was yeah. taken not to say that it was fair not to justify it at all yeah um because a lot of that treatment was harsh and inhumane yeah but I do. <laughs> oh Jesus! But I do feel like their intent was not to, one hundred percent, push him out, push him yeah. out, or make him feel different. It was really just to push him, to see, let him know this is serious. Yeah. <laughs> this is not for play. So I thought about the scene where, uh, they were suited up and they were doing the combat with the um, I don't know what you call them, but. They were fighting. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. The soccer things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes down. And then after he goes down, uh, the guy takes his mask off and says, stay down. He then gets up. He takes his mask off. And he beats his motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. When he did that, <laughs> nobody flinched. And it showed two actors, including the commanding officer mm-hmm. and one of the person. They smirked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, like he's pleasure. ready. Yeah. I feel like right. that's what, they, they that's like, what that ready. was. Yes. He's not going to take no shit. Right. <laughs> that's and, what that and, was. And then two, they, like, the way he was beating him up, you know, it mm-hmm. was, it to me, I felt like it was a very true depiction mm-hmm. of this type of character his personality, his mannerisms, and how he would fight. Keep mm-hmm. in mind, this guy did not have a mother. Mm-hmm. And one of the most important developmental times in his life, that's 16 to 25. Mm-hmm. So I'm my mind goes to 16 to 25 and how my mom was. She was not, uh, you know, being super sweet with right. me. She was like, deal with it. Suck mm-hmm. it up. This is what a man does. Okay, well, you trying to be a man, right? She would right. say that type of stuff. Okay, well, this is what a man do. And she was tough. She was just mm. tough with me. And she's still that way with me now. Like, she's even tougher with me now. Mm. You know, it's it's hard to get that hug me. Yeah. Oh, I love you, mommy. You know, that mother, mother-son um, dynamic yeah. that I remember when I was younger. Mm. Um, but But that's part of that and then there's yeah. no god there of course there's no dad either right so not having those two influences in his life and him saying i go on the street he's going to of course link up with individuals that mm. compliment him and that they may not necessarily push him to be 
tough and strong and confident in that way, mm-hmm. but they will uh, help him survive because right. that seems to be the theme of the movie is survival. Right. And so I feel like partially it that's kind of what it is. I thought about uh, frat hazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like you come in here and you're so against the grain of the type of person we might want. Yeah. And so we got to give it to you or worse yeah, than we exactly would give it to other did. people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and speaking of other people getting it, I, I, I also believe that this is all perspective too. So, I mean, if the movie would have been about, um, the Middle Eastern guy. Mm-hmm. We probably would have seen he had it tough, just as tough or if yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's it's perspective. And speaking of the other characters, mm-hmm. there's just a couple that I want to talk about because okay. I liked that, I don't even know what his name is, but the guy that stood up and was like, I'm not pointing my gun at him. Yes. I yes. loved him. Yeah. Yes. How much courage that <laughs> must have taken yes. to say that with all the people you entered basic training with, yeah. and then the people that are already in charge of y'all, mm-hmm. to be like, no, I'm not doing this. This goes against the fundamental beliefs that y'all taught us. What right. in the world? And that's what made it, I feel like that's what made it easy for him to stand up, because it's easy to stand up uh, when you notice that somebody's being a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like, you're you're making me do something that you told me we can't do. Right. So, it's easier to... When you have something to back it. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he had that. And so, I, I mm-hmm. really do feel like that's what made him really open his mouth. Well, I remember oh, yeah. the quote, so I'm going to try to do it. He said, <clears throat> Sir, <laughs> this recruit refuses to train. Yeah. He said, what? He said, this recruit... Hmm. And he didn't say nothing else. <laughs> and he was like, why? And then he said, uh, you told us not to pretend to shoot. Don't, right. don't, uh, shot, don't, don't aim, aim mm, unless we intend to fellow, shoot. And then um, and don't never aim put your fe- gun at, at a, fellow a fellow Marine. Marine. Mm-hmm. And the whole point was this might be the type of person. This is what the person is going to look like. Right. And I was yeah. like, whoa. But they gave us a little bit of, of that in him in, in the swimming pool scene, yeah. too, because yeah. he wanted to step forward and say something then, but he, mm-hmm. but like you said, there was just nothing that he could really lean on right. to justify going forward. Because he was confused. He didn't know, if, is this is what's supposed to happen? Right. Are they just doing this to pick on him? He, di- he didn't know. Yeah. So, but you could tell that he was very uncomfortable with what was going on. Yeah. And if this is based off a true story, I'm wondering how many of these practices are legal? How many uh-huh. of these practices or training practices are actually still done? Mm-hmm. Because from fort to fort or base to base or what, or, you know, training ground to training ground, it differentiates. Mm-hmm. Right. And knowing someone who's in the military, you know, one of my good friends is in the military. And one of the things I remember him saying was... I saw some things and experienced some things. Mm. And he was like, if I was to open up my mouth and say something, everybody would get in trouble. Mm. And I just didn't want to do it because I didn't want the yeah. trouble that came with it. And how many of those are lethal? I mean, we saw him. He had to be revived. Had to be revived. Yeah. If, if they just would have left him there or just would have took him out the water, he would have been dead. I, I do feel like that one was just a little too excessive. Yeah. It might have been true, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I believe it's true. I mean, all of this is ba- it is based on a true story. See, and of all the basic trainings, I'm sure that's happened more than once or twice. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Of course, we wouldn't know about it. We wouldn't in the know. general public. It and I think everyone who goes through that terrible, awful experience and, you know, defends our country and gives us the opportunity to sit here in peace and to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just getting up on draft age, so <laughs> it don't matter much to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, how right. old do you have to be to be drafted? I think 35 is the cutoff, so... Oh, thank you, God. I got <laughs> Right. Oh, thank I got, like, Lord. four years and counting. <laughs> well, wait, you said 40? Four. No. Oh, four. Four. Yeah. Okay. Well, Come on. I was like, I'm, I'm right at the cutoff. I wish off. I still needed somebody else I did a drink. <laughs> Look, 35, <laughs> thank you, God. I'm over the hill. <laughs> You ain't drafted me. Right. I'll Shit will really have to pop off. While y'all are overseas fighting, I'll be dealing with y'all children, <laughs> which is just as legal. Go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> so um, we get to the epic, like you said, the epic fight at the end. And that was really just kind of like the the point where we realized that he he's, he's going to be okay. Mm. Um, and then... You know, it, it transitions to the graduation where we're basically the the second time we're seeing the mom. So yeah. we're we're seeing him seeing her just about as much as he's seen her. Yes. Um, and so I wanted to just kind of dive in a little bit about this mother son um, relationship okay. that we have going on here. So I'll say this: it's very apparent that. One of the reasons why he makes the decision to join the Marines is because he's trying to, I feel like, do something for his mother. Because it's obvious that he wants to have a relationship with her. He knows how he feels about, how she feels about him being gay. And it just seemed like he was doing this. I I did feel like he was doing this for himself in some way. But I also felt like he was doing this to make his mother proud, give her something to be proud of because he was really adamant on her showing up to the graduation. And even when she showed up and seemed so proud of him in the beginning and then to find out, oh, you thought this made me straight. (laughs) Okay. That was the... the It didn't make me straight. (laughs) And he reiterated... (laughs) I, I, I'll still want to have a I'm not going to give up on our relationship. Right. But I'm still gay. <laughs> mm. So I do feel like a lot of his decision to join the Marines was to, in fact, make his mother, give her something to be proud of. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. you did. Yeah, I mean, I, and I will say, I do think she was proud. I think, like I said, it goes deeper. There's something deeper there. On the surface, I was like, "Boy, just let it go." Like, thank you, Brandon. I, I mean, I, I know, I know, it's a different experience for everybody, mm-hmm. but I am the type of person that I can cut you, yeah, and 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 hold no. I, maybe I need to see therapy, but yeah, I, yeah. but I can I can literally just not talk to you for forever, and I'm I, I'll be okay. Yeah, even if the I'm and. Especially in this type of situation, because it's like it's obvious. I mean, maybe and maybe it's just stuff we don't know. Because he dedicated the movie to his mom, mm-hmm. so there's obviously there was obviously a relationship yeah, there. Yes, absolutely, and you can even tell it just the how she, because she loves her son. You can tell that. You can 
even in the first scene when he comes over to get his um, birth certificate, you can tell that there's love there. Yeah. She just, like a lot of parents, don't know how to operate knowing that their kid is something outside of what they, they expected, expected yeah. them to be or wanted them to be. Because if you remember, she says to him, uh, but what about what I want? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, what do you mean about what you want? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you mean? What about what you want? You want him to be straight? Well, that's not going to happen. Right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Next subject, please. So it's just like, I feel like parents have to let go of this image of their child that they see because at the end of the day, it's just a made up image that you made of your child. You don't know what your child is going to do or be. That's right. exactly what I wrote down. I wrote um, parents living. Well, who knows? Listen, I don't know. raising their ideal child was yeah. the moral of it, and I I can understand that you do have a idea of what you want your child's life mm-hmm. to be or who you want them to mm-hmm. become, but at the same time, you are raising a. Well, you're you're not raising a child. You're raising someone that will become an adult. You're Mm -hmm. raising an adult in the making. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with that comes free reign. Mm -hmm. And with that comes an individualized personality. So, that that really hurt me. It was really hard to get past the mom and her idea of what her son was supposed to be versus who he actually was. And it was like, to say you still love him do i had a hard time with that because a large part of who your son is is who he loves yeah and so for you to say i'm not with that or i'm never gonna love that aspect of you it was kind of like "Mm, kick rocks for me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's it's easier for others to say that um than someone else because i just feel like I understand her saying that, you know, I will always love you, um, but I don't love what you are. I can understand her saying mm-hmm. that. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I can understand. I, I, I kind of know what she's saying because <laughs> you can't love something that you don't understand. And she just does not understand her son being gay. I, I don't really mm-hmm. fault anyone for not understanding if you're not gay. It's not for you to understand. Yeah. It's not for you to understand. But just love me. Right. <laughs> right. And I, I avoid like it should... and just transform overnight. This is the same little boy that you raised. Right. right. This is, n- nothing about him became brand new. Exactly. I think par- parents feel like they failed mm-hmm. when, when, a ch- when your child it's comes out. It's so crazy out. that you said that because my dad... Someone, I heard someone say that, and me and my dad, we was having a conversation, and I was like, well, I don't understand why parents always say I failed when their child is gay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. What did did you fail at? Is the goal for you to raise a heterosexual child? Is that the goal? Mm -hmm. Because what are you failing at? Right. And when else does a parent say that? Not when their child loses a job, not when their child drops out of college, not when their child has a child out of wedlock. I mean, why is the threshold for being gay so much higher than anything else that's a disappointment? Right. Right. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Me and my mom, we have a wonderful relationship, but I've actually heard her, in my 30s, I've heard her say, like, 
how did you, my brother is LGBTQ too, mm-hmm. you know, so, and like, how did y'all end up like that? And, you know, we raised y'all the right way. And <laughs> that, that my mom, she adores us. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's always been a question in her mind. Like, how did y'all end up like this? You know, because there was, there, there's all these thoughts of um, being gay mm. and that it is something that happens as a result or it's a choice mm-hmm. or it's something that you can help or you can be trained out of being all those things and we always been gay we just always not to be <laughs> it's like always. being poor or being rich right who the fuck would opt to be poor right <laughs> nobody nobody <laughs> no one would opt to be gay i, I think i'm gonna go behind the dumpster and get a hamburger <laughs> right that's just how i woke up today i'm selling the hamburger oh, like a bite out of it threw it away it must have been made wrong <laughs> like nobody does that no and Never. so you know my question i don't really have an answer to it because I'm just sitting there looking at her and I'm just kind of like, why can't you just accept it? Because there's so many things. One, the most, one of the most powerful parts of this movie was when he said, I can die on the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm. He said, I could die on the streets or I can die in this uniform mm. and be a hero. Mm-hmm. And he had tears in his eyes. And the guy got up and just was like, he accepted it. He was like, okay, That's well, the, uh, yeah. okay. Because yeah. that, cause, that's cause all he needed to hear. Day, that's all he needed to hear. And the, and even when he was like, my mom's not talking to me. He he started crying or whatever. The guy was, you know, he he was listening to this, and I'm sure he's heard this story or story similar to this. It could have mm-hmm. been the dad. It could have been anything. He heard it. Um, and I don't really know much about the military, but what I do know is that different people do different things. Mm-hmm. And so you do have those assholes that are like, give me 50 push-ups," And then every now and again, you have someone else that comes at you another way. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, mm-hmm. Yeah. they break your body down. Then you have someone that comes to break your mind down. And I feel like he was mm-hmm. that time, not to break it down, but to build it up, to be strong enough mm-hmm. to where when they break your body down, you still have that will and that strength exactly, to go on. Yeah. And I, just, I mean, but that goes back to what I said a minute ago, like the whole, that's what parents do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what, you know, moms do. He found, he found do. what he lacked in parents in this experience. He did. Yeah. And structure too. Because yeah. like sleeping in the subway and whatever else he was doing, you know. Um, I just really feel like, first of all, this movie had me on the edge of my seat and mm-hmm. I was I wasn't prepared for this movie mm-hmm. and the whole time I was sitting there it was like I can't believe this happened to a person mm-hmm. real okay. parts and, and okay. fake parts like I can't yeah. believe that they endured it they sat there through it and these things happened and it wasn't because he was black it wasn't because of this that it was because he was effeminate yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As a black gay man, I can believe them. it. <laughs> As a black gay man, them. I can believe. Yes, I can believe it. I, there was not one moment that I was like, "I can't believe this is happening to," you know, a person. The only I didn't think that the only thought I had was, "How often does oh, this happen?" Yeah, yeah. To mm-hmm. people like us, who just want to live our lives, love who we love, but have to deal with everyone else's 
insecurities, everyone else's um, ignorance, mm-hmm. have to deal with everyone else's shit yeah. when it comes to sexuality, mm-hmm. their lack of knowledge concerning everything, sexuality, all of that. I, it happens too often for me to be shocked. And the <laughs> yeah. statistics, if, like, what, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I read a statistic that said that <laughs> one in six men, and that was like a long, long, long mm-hmm. time ago. So now, mm. it's got to be more than Wait, that. Wait, back then, one in six men was gay? Had or had 15, done something? No, that one in six men were either LGBTQ well, or, well, I mean, it was they were on the, spe- the spectrum oh, of yeah. LGBTQIA+. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, it's 2023. Right. So, I'm like, and this movie was made in 2022. So, I'm like... And depicting the time of, them like, sitting in there, How many was sitting in there watching all this going on? Yeah. And, and like, know? can't be me in there. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Right. I'm going well, to root them on, whatever. Being that you said that, the quote I wrote down... If we got rid of every gay man in the military, there would be no military. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what, mm. yes. Yikes. Mm. <laughs> because it's so, it, it's crazy to, to think that we've evolved so much as, as a people to where there's so many breakthroughs in science. But when it comes to the fact that queer people exist, Mm-hmm. It's like people cannot wrap their minds around that. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not. And when they say the gay agenda, it's like you're perpetuating a narrative <laughs> that gay people just started popping up. That just we just woke up one day and we were gay, right. or seeing something on television and was like, oh, I'm gay now. No, that's not how that worked. We've been here. Yeah. <laughs> We've been here. <laughs> it's not something new. Since the beginning, of we time. came out of the womb this way, right? I don't know if there's studies about it. Like, I was, I was definitely born this way. I, I like, there's no as doubt about it. As far back as I can go, yeah. I can remember mm-hmm. being gay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I used to have action figures, and I used to like take like Wolverine and Spider Man, and I would like. Make them kiss and hold each other. Because <laughs> I didn't know what sex was, like 10, right. years old. Mm-hmm. But then when I got about like 13, 14, and I knew a couple of things, like, you know, the action figures were gone. Because right. my parents threw them out. They literally threw them out. But, mm. but. Which is another traumatic ch- time right. as a child when you lose your toys. It's like, oh, yeah. You're too old for these. Right. Like, like, who said that? Because I didn't have, like, you know. Storm and Wolverine mm-hmm. kissing. I had always had Spider Man and whoever. Else. And he left them in the positions. And I would, yeah, <laughs> and I, would, I would leave them in positions, and they would be like kissing or holding each other like this. Like, oh, shit. oh my gosh! Like, telling telling on himself, yeah. right? <laughs> telling on himself. And my daddy coming the room with somebody got a problem. Oh, somebody in this house got a problem, but. <laughs> <laughs> in my thirties, I would say, pray for me. <laughs> I mean, but that I mean, with with now, like I was just with my family, and I, I brought Brandon up like several times. I was like, well, me and Brandon, you know, we do this, or I got to get going. You know, Brandon has this going on, da 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 da, and it's just like, oh, okay, tell Brandon we said hey, we said hello, it, because I mean. Just eventually you accept eventually it. Eventually you accept mm-hmm. it. And I do believe that 
part of the hoorah, hoorah. That was their way of exactly. saying, we yes. accept him. He's yep. one of us. He's one of us. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Yep, that's exactly what that they, I mean, not saying that they didn't accept him, but they took his ass right. through. Yes, because the mother said, she she tried to out him to This the boy is dead in two left shoes. Yep. Okay, and I'm sure they know this. Right? Okay. Yeah, they can see and him just like you can. Just that little comment alone could have been enough to really rock right. his world. That could right. have really been enough to get him kicked out because people right. have been kicked out for far lesser. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they all rallied around and he heard that and he knew what time it was, he knew about that boy situation, mm-hmm. and was unfazed by it. What well, was really spoke volumes and yeah. really made me look at him like. And even more mystery, like yeah, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> and the whole um, with the crew, you know, standing up for him and that moment with the mother, I feel like that that did something for her too. Because when you see that other people are willing to go to, to go a to place that you're not right to really stand Ooh. up for Jeez. your child, something that you have not been able to do, it does something to you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like she was able to say, even though. <laughs> It's not the greatest thing to say to your child. But when she was able to say to him, I will always love you. Even though she said that I won't love what you are. That's how she felt in that moment. But for her to even be able to have that moment with him, Mm -hmm. that was evidence of what happened in that room. Mm -hmm. Her seeing that, okay, they're standing up for him. Something got to change. Something got to happen. I will always love you. Versus, I will never give up on us. Mm-hmm. Mm. It points whoever received those statements mm-hmm. to where the problem is. Yeah. So the problem is not that you don't love me. The problem mm-hmm. is not that I don't love you. Mm-hmm. But when I say I'm not going to give up on us, well, why? You know, it, it, it yeah. comes back to that situation. Yeah. And so he always pointed her back to that it always came back to that and I really feel like just even seeing that scene and how emotional she was and how proud she was and it was like she was a different person. Yeah. Yeah. She had a glow. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't see no shade, but we didn't. I didn't even notice the eczema or whatever that was. Uh, no shade to nobody. Not eczema. What was it? Cra- it was, was like some acne scars. scars. Yeah, I like acne know, scars. The, yeah. um, she lived a rough life, too. Yeah, she, she a lived life. a rough life. I saw those. Hit, that, that, that. <laughs> she had the prison braids going to the back. Oh, and I said, I would have said, till you do right by, by me, baby. Everything you do. What's Every freckle on your face <laughs> going to crumble. No. <laughs> there was not freckles. Those I don't know what She wears the Hazel's freckles. I don't know what Every were. smooth spot on your face Every going came in. Every smooth spot on your face. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> She had a creme brulee. You ever, you ever had creme brulee? Stop it. Okay. I'm sorry, my bad. Babe. Stop sorry. it. So, uh, <laughs> overall, opinions on the movie. Would you watch it again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely I would definitely watch it again. Like, maybe, like, 
Not not were, immediately, um, but not yet. Oh, I'll watch it tomorrow. I'm I would myself. definitely watch it. Again. There were parts like I wanted to cry, and I was like, I'm not gonna cry for these fools. But I was oh, like, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> no, this cry. gave me a rallying movie when they said, "All right, gays, grab your pitchforks and your flags, and we about to hit the streets." You know All what? right, I'm watching my movie. I'm ready. I'm gonna be queued up. Yes, <laughs> it made me we like, tied up. It made me like, ooh, like realize how strong I am as yeah. a person because mm-hmm. we've all. I feel like. First of all, being black. Whoa. Then second of all, being black and gay. And, gay. and then working yeah. or living in a world where, you know, you are discriminated against mm-hmm. because of both. And then people don't always see it. They don't want to talk. It's such a taboo subject. Right. It's like, you have to be strong. You have to be you the have best. To be he beat everybody on that track. Yeah. He, he, was, he lifted the, the, he did the most pull-ups and then he endured the most because the people that were supposed to be working along with you Mm -hmm. were actually working against you Mm -hmm. to put a put on the appearance of your failure and shortcomings at the end we saw him pulling people up over the wall right and helping other people the same people that were trying to sabotage him it reminded me a lot of my life but that's all i'll say but I really, I really uh, appreciate this movie. Now, I do want to. I don't. I don't know if you have another subject, but I do want to go to. I wish they would have got it in in that show. There was definitely a sex scene or two lacking in the movie. There, that. So, but the movie was kind what of. What all the gays want to have a sex scene? It don't got to be. A I sex wanted scene. him to have. Uh, I wanted I him to I have. Said, I enjoyed a it. Connection. I enjoyed right. it. I enjoyed. It for what it was because I feel like what they actually had was he he got some he got something more than just a set sex out yes. of the relationship with that commanding officer. True. He got he got somebody that respected him and he got somebody that he felt like cared about him right. in a deeper way than just getting right. it. I understand that. Because but if he was I get if, what y'all he, saying. if he had was just having sex with the guy, it would have just been like you're trying to fulfill something through sex that's that true. you can you can get in a healthier way because obviously this experience for you is very traumatic and if you're just going around just having sex with the first person who is nice to you right is 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 it's going to take away from the overall experience that i think that he would have been more. the first person we've seen because from what we saw <laughs> he had a very lonely existence he had a mother that didn't give a crap about he lived in my book he was homeless yeah. living by himself yeah. for upwards of a decade yeah. I mean, there was a, a, a human connection that we wanted him to have, and the best way I think to personify that. He probably never it. had that experience. Not always. So that not thank you, thank you. Yeah. Not always. I just thought that little shower scene, the little hanky panky, because we always sit here like, is is the the officer, the so, commanding officer? Does he? I was is, praying that he did. I was hoping that he did not. So the fact that they okay, so here's what could have satisfied y'all's need mm-hmm. if the dream sequence, if they actually would have did something, came to but even machine. though it wasn't actually happening, maybe if if you know you got to see his imagination take you know take it all the way there, mm-hmm. then maybe that would have satisfied your need. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I'm with you right on that. Like I I, I think that he got more. I'm out of I'm it. good with without the sex scene. <laughs> 
I just would have been happy if, you know, at the end, if you would have found somebody, settled down, you know. I'm a Disney girl. I need a happy ending. Like the guy, he was Middle Eastern. What if that would have been a dynamic? That's a whole part two. That's a whole part two to me. I'm telling you, because you know the other boys' family is not having it. Like the writers (laughs) could go real crazy. I appreciated that for what it was, too. They want a love story, and this is not a (laughs) love story kind of movie. I know, but listen, I appreciated that for what it was because it showed him that a straight, well, I don't know if he's straight or not, but presented the way he was, straight man, Mm -hmm. he could hug him. Right. And it didn't mean anything yeah, other right. than I can be here for you and it's you can be here for me. those small lessons, those small moments. Yes. Yeah, I mean. And ally is a huge category. And yeah. I feel like we he, often try, try yeah. to slice them. Because he was yeah, there, like, he was there, there for several people. I feel like he was there for uh, the officer who was arguing. I think it was with his wife. He was there for the Middle Eastern guy. And it wasn't sexual. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like the, the, the reality of it I thought it was going to go there with those dreams. In the military, they're going to tell you, yeah, especially LGBT, like, you know, they're going to tell you, like, yeah, it happened, or whatever. Lots of and long was, nights. I mean. And then it was what it, it was, it was what it was, and that was it. I do yeah. feel like them not having a sex scene in, in this movie was strategic for mm-hmm. them, because I feel like it, the message that they wanted to get across would not have came across as clear yeah, if they would have had him have be, being sexually intimate with any of these people yeah. in his crew. So I do feel like it was strategic for them not to have that it would have. It would have, I feel like, it would have compromised the integrity of the message. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And looking at all the awards, y'all got to go look it up. It's literally lists. It's it's a list of for this one movie. And because they, of so many moments. They got they won like five or six or something awards. Um I believe it. And and him him uh the the uh, Jeremy Lee, Pope. yes, he won I think it was like three or four awards. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow. You know, I didn't even know about this movie, but I'm just I'm stoked at it." But I, I mean, you know, I think that's just the the movies I watch are like mainly meathead movies. Yeah. So like, if I watched the equivalent to like what I usually so watch, they probably would like have gotten it in or something, and they would have made that a dynamic. And then of course, like I said, it would have took away from the message. But I do appreciate the <laughs> like you said. I appreciate the mm-hmm. fact that they they stay true. To the message, mm-hmm. still would have been hot though. <laughs> well, in true gay fashion, we <laughs> we're ending on desiring uh, more sex. <laughs> <I'm screaming. laughs> so, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out the movie, I think it's uh, been made well known that at this point that you should definitely check it out. Yes. Um, it's an A24 movie so if you're supporting the strike right now um, you can definitely check it out with no uh, guilt guilt no guilt <laughs> no alright if you enjoyed the podcast make sure you share it with your friends let us know what you think you can message me on Instagram Twitter Facebook whichever method that you use I'll see y'all on the next episode <laughs>